Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, you've met our characters one-on-one -on -one and seen their individual journeys to the port town of Rockford. Today, these characters will come together to begin their journey as a party. So, without further ado, let's introduce everyone, shall we? I am going to have to have you guys roll this time to introduce yourselves because we did that during our session zero. So everybody roll a d20. Uh-oh. Hell yeah. D20. Okay. Okay. All right. Starting <laughs> off good. Not too bad. I got a nine. 16 for chat. That's a big old two. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, I also got a two. Did I get the oh, highest no. again? I got 16. Oh boy, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so eager to share. Amazing. Well, take it away, Gia. So I am Gia. I am playing Chatwin Darcy, my reborn sorcerer. I am very excited to play. I've revamped this character from an old idea that I had and never got to play. And I'm I'm just very excited for everyone to see what I have in store with this character here. All right. And then, Jeremy, I think you're next with that nine, if both of you rolled twos. <laughs> I wrote a nine. So, hello, everyone. I am Damien Travers. I'm a very simple man. I uh, spent most of my life as a blacksmith making horseshoes and tools for people. And if you have listened to my introduction, you realize that I got shite luck. I got eaten by a monster my first day traveling away from home. So it's good to meet you. Damien, I think you forgot to pass the mic over to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeremy. Um, I am a DM of quite some time. Uh, I've been DMing for like 15 years now. And uh, Emma was one of my players. So I'm very excited to play in a game and be a player not a forever dm you know i get to enact my revenge it's wonderful <laughs> i get to enact my revenge on everybody everybody here has dm'd <laughs> for me fun fact so nathan andrew both of you rolled twos yeah indeed okay i'm gonna need you to re-roll those d20s to right. do the tiebreaker all here. right it's a five Ooh. okay it's a 12 nice so i guess i'm I'm up then. Uh, yes, I'm Andrew. I'm a DM for some time now and play in a couple of games. I'm playing Thael Thu, the lizard folk reborn cleric slash druid. And I'm really excited for this game. The character's on a journey to, <laughs> not to sound cliche, but to find himself because he practically has amnesia. But yeah, we'll see where things end up, I suppose. Indeed we shall. Nathan, take it away. All right. Hi, I'm Nathan, and playing Rubo, a shithead by every meaning of the term. He's uh, kind of, yeah, he's just kind of a fucker, and that's how he lives his whole life. From one bad situation to the next. <laughs> that's it. Mic drop. <laughs> Alrighty. And with that, I am going to have you guys make your second rolls of the night, technically third for the two who had the tiebreaker. And we're going to roll d20s to see who gets to find out what happened after their prequel sessions first. Let's use rainbow dice. Ooh, not bad. 
<laughs> well, hell yeah. <laughs> that is a natural one. Indeed. I'm rolling hot tonight. Watch out. <laughs> Get out early and, you know. That's a 10. And I have an 8. Did I roll the highest again? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I rolled a 14. Not the most insane high roll, but yes, you rolled the highest again. It's so. just that everyone else rolls like shit. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, God. Don't you worry, Lass. I'm going to roll like shit whenever it comes to the important stuff. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Rolling goods for losers. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, Chatwin, as you walk up to the farm, standing side by side with the shepherd and her flock of sheep, the ones you've become so attached to over this day and a half of travel, another farmer ducks out of the barn, kind of giving a little wave to the two of you, and Mabel turns and goes, well, I, I think this is where we can say goodbye. I hope I didn't give you too much trouble, or the sheep didn't give you too much trouble. I know we got attacked by wolves and everything. It was a bit insane. Right, right. Um, no, sorry. It's um, it's it's weird you're saying you you gave me no trouble at all. I'm sorry if I uh, uh, took you by surprise the previous night. Um, I uh, but I'm glad you've reached your destination uh, uh, safely, nonetheless. Of course. Of course. And you didn't give me a fright at all. I'm, I mean, I've grown up on a farm. I've seen a lot of spiders. It's, it's not a big deal. Their origins were probably a lot more innocent, though. You've, uh, uh, it's not shocking to see spiders in the corner of a barn. It's shocking to see spiders in someone's face. Well, yeah, but I, I'm trying not to focus on that one because you're really sweet and I would rather not. Anyway, and she reaches over to like her side and pulls a coin pouch out of like her pack and goes this is for you this is the 10 golds that i promised and uh there's a little extra in there because you were really nice and i haven't enjoyed traveling with someone like that in quite a long time so <laughs> thank you no no uh, that is a uh, very 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 kind of you um thank you for your uh, your good company as well um Good, good, good luck with your um, your sheep. I, I, I greatly enjoyed um, being around animals again. Of course, and they seem to really like you. So it's shocking. It's I'm really surprised that they do. It's no animals don't necessarily. Uh, they're not fond of me. So th th it it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I'll take the coin purse um, from her and give her another thank you and goodbye. And pat the sheep again. Just give them some pats as I dawdle off. How much was it? Because I know it was 10 plus bonus. Yeah, she paid you 10 gold and there's two silver in there extra. Hmm. At that, she kind of like starts as if she forgot to tell you something, just kind of yells from where she was standing and goes oh if you wanted um the best place for room and board in rockford is it's the stormy sail in and tavern that's really the best one all the others are shite mm. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. I don't know how long I'll be in town, but um, I'd like to sleep in a nice, clean, nice place um, while I'm here. I appreciate it. Of course. And if you do stay for a little while and want to come see the sheep again, then we'll be here for a few days. So I probably will. They're fantastic. I'll keep an eye out for you. And with that, she finally kind of lets you go with one last wave and then starts herding the sheep into the barn herself. Great. Fantastic. I I suppose I'll I'll wander through town a bit before I try to find that, that tavern. Is there like a central um like marketplace somewhere to where people do their shopping? Not necessarily a marketplace. As you start to wander into this little town of Rockford, you start to realize very quickly that except for the residents themselves, it's very clear that the one attraction for this place is its ports and the ability to travel here by ship. You wander through and you see a lot of very rickety houses uh, all kind of bunched up together with uneven streets and alleyways. There are some like little buildings and someone's tried to set up like a makeshift market off to the side of the docks, but nothing that's there really looks like it's top quality. It's more just people who are struggling to get by who need a couple extra like copper trying to sell like flea markets where you can get anything from like one to five bucks. Like they're just trying to get rid of old junk. Okay. And hoping someone will want it. Then I'm not super. I'm, I'm not really looking for anything specific, but I'm looking for a certain kind of chopper store. I've I have some things to buy. Do they have, are they, there's one thing on my list that I can try to check out. Does any, do any of these little vendors appear to have any kind of cool hats? Are they selling cool hats? Okay, um, go ahead and roll me an investigation check real quick. Why not? I absolutely will. I want to find a cool hat. It's on my list. I have to get it. Gia, how fucking dare you buy a cool hat without me? I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I won't be buying a cool hat without you because I rolled in that one. Oh, no. Yeah, for the life of you, you've, you've scoured as many vendors as you can, and there are no cool hats to be found. Damn. There is one very interesting fisherman with a like a floppy hat on his head, but he refuses to part with it no matter how much you beg him. And Santhavek in your mind goes, if you want the hat so bad, just kill him and take it. What the fuck is wrong with you? You want the hat, no? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like some cold blooded type of, I don't just go around slaughtering and doing whatever I please. That's your thing. And look where it ended you up. Very fair, but that, we are not talking about me right now. We are talking about you and your business. No, fuck you. I'm going to march away and I'm going to go try to find the tavern that Mabel told me about. All right. And as you head off through the streets looking for the tavern, we cut over to Damien. You, after your very stressful last day at sea, you open your eyes to see the wood of a ceiling above you, of what appears to be a rickety little house. You're in someone's bed, and for a minute you almost think that you're back home and you dreamed the whole thing, but then you realize that this bedroom is not set up like your bedroom. There's a wood stove 
directly across from the bed, giving you quite a bit of warmth. There is like a dresser, a door to what appears to be a closet that's very small. Other than that, nothing else really. And then you realize that you're still soaking wet. Damien's going to look down at himself and be like, Oh, damn, it wasn't a dream. Where the hell am I? Can I kind of get up, look for his stuff? You don't really see any of it in your immediate vicinity, but as you kind of mutter to yourself and try and stand up out of the bed, you hear an old woman's voice go, Oh, don't, um, you don't need to stand. It's fine. Get some rest. It's all right. And you see, like, squeezing through the door is this very, like, this hunched over little old lady who looks to be in, like, her 80s. Gray hair pulled back in this nice little bun as she kind of is carrying, like, a little tray of what looks to be, like, some some soup and bread. And she's, like, with one free hand, like, ushering you back as she's, like, carrying this little tray. And she's like, I brought you some food. You must be hungry after what you went through. Can I ask you where I am? Oh, you're in um, Rockford, dear. I don't know where your ship was headed, but, uh, well, my husband is a fisherman. He found you out in the in the waves. Did he cut me out of a belly? No. What are you talking about? Oh. I mean, you were basically sunk into the ocean floor because of your crazy armor, but uh, he managed to dive down and get you out with the help of his um, his assistant or whatever he calls it. I don't know ship terms. I just... I just wash his clothes and cook the fish that he brings home. Oh, all right. Um, well, thank you very kindly for your assistance. I appear to have, I don't know what happened. Maybe I hit my head and hallucinated. That would make a lot more sense than being swallowed by some giant monster. Swallowed by a monster? Are you talking about the dragon turtle? What is a dragon turtle? It's a, an ancient creature. We only heard stories of it, but um, none of us really thought it was real. We were told as children that um, if we wandered too far into the waves, this turtle would rise up and swallow us or something. It was, like I said, we chalked it up as like a, oh, our parents are trying to scare us into not diving into the waves at two in the morning. Or however late we wanted to be out, we could we didn't tell time back then. We didn't care. But you know how it goes. Oh, indeed. But I, I will warn you, um, it definitely looked like a turtle. Wonderful. I have a feeling that none of the ships are going to be leaving any time soon once they hear about that. Oh, I've been working on drying all your clothes. The armor was pretty easy to polish off, but everything else needed to sit for a bit. Uh, you've been asleep for quite some time. Can I ask you how long? About a day. Oh, I thought you could tell me I was sleeping for years. I was going to be really upset. Well, I would hope you wouldn't sleep for years. I don't know how a cleric would uh, bring you back that way, but um, you just missed him. But he said that you'll be fine as long as you take it easy for the next few days. Uh, let your lungs recover. You did almost drown, after all. Oh, crap. All right. Well, again, thank you for your hospitality. But I kind of looks around to see if he's got, like, his money and everything else with him. 
And she kind of, at that, will, leaving the door open this time, place the tray of soup and bread in your hands without even asking you if you want it and just shuffle back into what looks like a little living area where you see next to that wood stove, which is also burning, sits all of your, like, your pack, some of your clothes that were in your bag as, like, extras, things like that. Anything that would have been needed to dry off after, like, soaking in a bunch of seawater is sitting in front of that wood stove, like, drying out. And you see she just goes and kind of scoops it up, like, double checks to make sure it's all dry uh, before she, like, folds up your clothes and places them gingerly in the pack and shuffles back over to you with it all packed. And it's just like, you're almost by the door, but um, here you are. If you're going to stay anywhere, I would recommend the Stormy Sail Inn and Tavern. It's um, just up the street. If you go to the corner and take a left... The owner is an old friend of mine. He's He runs a very neat establishment in comparison to some of the others. A stormy end tavern. That sounds quite fitting, actually. All right. Uh, he's a friend of yours. May I na- know your name, sweet lass? Oh, my name is Delilah. Delilah. That's, that's a very pleasant name. Well, thank you. Thank you for your hospitality, but... I do feel like laying down in a bed for a year is probably going to make me sore. So I'm going to get up and move around a bit and go look for this tavern you mentioned. All right. Remember what the doctor said. Take it easy. Yep. No swimming. Yes, definitely no swimming. And she pats you kind of gently on the, like, on the head as if you were like her son. You can tell she hasn't had anyone to spoil and like, (laughs) or take care of in quite some time. (laughs) He just smile like reminiscing about his kids and be like all right let's get going grabs his things and starts heading out into this town he's never been to kind of looks for a pamphlet of this town as you sort of leaf through like your things you do see that she was able to save like most of the pamphlets that your daughter sent you though there are some like ink smudges now mostly on the drawings but on quite a bit of the writing especially the larger font uh, you don't see a pamphlet for this town in particular, but you do see, if you leaf through the general pamphlet for the Sparkling Grove, you do see that it boasts it as like their key stop for all ships, since most of the rest of the Sparkling Grove, the coast is lined with trees, so people can't really get up there that easily with ships. All right. Yeah, he's going to kind of like walk out into the town and look around and be like, well, I guess my daughter didn't expect me to spend much time here, now did she? <laughs> oh, bugger. <laughs> Start, like, goes up to, like, the nearest person, but excuse me. You end up wandering through the residential area of this little town for a good couple minutes before you see anybody. And you see this middle-aged fisherman carrying, like, a net full of fish. A young boy kind of walking beside him kind of looks up as you go, excuse me, and goes, oh, what can I help you with, sir? I'm looking for a stormy sea tavern. Oh, yeah. If you go straight into the area near the ports and once you see the docks, just take a straight left. And once you see the sail hanging out off of a building, you can't miss it. It's huge. 
Oh, well. That's where you're going to want to go. That makes things quite easy. I appreciate your assistance, young lad. Of course. I take it you're new here? Uh, yeah. I got pulled out of the ocean a while ago. My ship was sunk. I'm never going on another boat. (laughs) Well, good luck with that one, buddy. I mean, most people around here travel by ship. It's kind of unavoidable. All right, then I'll take myself a jar of dirt with me so I can remember what land looks like. (laughs) (laughs) You said that and all I could think of was, I've got a jar of dirt. (laughs) Well, I'll be off then. Appreciate your assistance. He starts heading off. You head off. And as you do, we cut over to the docks. And Nathan, you rolled a nat one, right? Yeah, big old natty one. So then that's Thalthu. That's me with my, I think it was an eight, but yes. Yes, I think so. You watch as the Aurora pulls into port alongside multiple other ships, the crew making quick work of tying the ship to the dock and dropping the anchor. A buzz that you haven't been privy to since you left port almost a week and a half ago sort of fills the ship. You aren't really given a job until the captain, having sorted out all of the things that are necessary to park the ship, kind of comes up to you, a familiar rope and fishing net in his hand, and just goes, Well, my friend, would you mind carrying these? Once again, as we unload the ship. Of course not. That is... Well, you still have my my labor until I suppose we are fully docked, and if that is what it takes, then so be it. Of course. I'll take the supplies and start, you know, (laughs) unloading them, I suppose. You'll sort of watch as he continues to give you, once again, all the really light things to carry as his crew carries down all the heavy boxes of, like, stored goods, food, anything else that was needed for the journey, and sort of stacks it up on the dock next to the boat. Once all is sort of said and done... The captain wanders up to you again, placing a hand firmly on your shoulder and goes, Well, I suppose this is goodbye for now. I did want to, before you left, what you said during that fight with the bandits about me getting more omens than just little things from the stars. And what of it? Well, I... Did you mean that? Of course I did. I wouldn't have said it otherwise. I mean, this you already take some small omens from them. You clearly must know something, or as you'd mentioned, about the sea and all that. Then you have may have a talent, a gift, or they decide to shine upon you and bestow some knowledge on you. But yes, I did mean it. Well, thank you. Outside of being a captain, I haven't had anyone really believe in me for much else. I'm not usually a religious man and he kind of puts air quotes as he says it who knows if i am getting more signs from the stars then maybe i owe this horikash a visit once we hit somewhere that has a temple perhaps and well you say religion the stars just are they are just his creation but they are still a part of the natural order if you can still read and give thanks to them in a way that isn't paying visits necessarily to one of his temples 
which you had mentioned there was one on these islands? Yes. Uh, Escargot Island is sort of the hub for anybody and everybody. They have a religious district that has a temple to every god. If you're looking for a surefire way to find a temple, it's going to be there. Right, right. And and I do remember you mentioning there. there's a grove here, correct? Yes, the sparkling grove. Right. Sorry, I'm just orienting myself. No worries. There should be some tourist pamphlets around here somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. And he points to, like, a little shack that almost looks like... It looks like one of those, like, ticket booths for, like, a ride <laughs> that um, has, like, a little sign above it that says Tourist Center. And you see, like, a little stand sitting in front of it with a bunch of pamphlets that read, like, Welcome to the Sparkling Grove. Interesting. Interesting. I, I know. Those should have maps in them of some of the local towns and stuff that lead up towards the grove. Not many people try and go in there. I think I explained this to you because everybody gets turned around in there. I believe so, but, well, I think I have to brave that, that uh, take that risk so as you would. Your, uh, your friend had mentioned it. He kind of looks at you and goes, but if you do want to try and visit and, you know, try your luck with getting into the grove itself, though no one has as far as I know, I'm sure after that pirate attack, my crew could use a little rest. We're probably going to camp out here for a couple days, get drunk, have fun, all that good stuff. So we'll be here for a bit. Don't rush yourself and this journey that Madame Paisley sent you on just because I... Do you want to travel with me again? Oh, of, of course not. Um, while I do, of course, appreciate the hospitality and all its... And everything you've done for me, I am still planning on following the stars. And, well, if the journey takes longer, it will be their will. But I do hope that our paths cross again. Of course. Before you head out, you need a place to sleep or want to get a drink with me and the boys. Uh, we'll be drinking at the Stormy Sea Inn and Tavern. Uh, out of character question real quick. Yes. What time is it? It's about like mid-morning, maybe like 10 o'clock. Okay. So not too many people are drinking at this time, you know. Yeah, Um. I just wanted to know that. Uh, but either way, he'll the other reply. Well, I think that sounds like a great idea. A good, farewe uh, a good farewell and send off, I suppose. Then I'll see you there. And he holds out a hand for you to sh shake. And he will... Shake it back, or shake his hand, excuse me. And I'm also, because I was, if he didn't offer, I was going to, then I'd also like to just, as I'm shaking his hand, do, this is more for flavor than anything, I use the Vigilant Blessing action to just, to give him advantage on initiative rolls. <laughs> uh, excuse me, give him advantage on the next initiative roll he makes as just a, I guess this doesn't say I have to do anything, but as I'm shaking his hand, and again, I'll just reiterate what I said before in that, I do believe you have a talent for following the stars. And that'll be a vigilant blessing. He'll kind of smile at you and nod, say, then I guess I'll have to keep following. And with that, he'll kind of turn and address the rest of his crew as they're sort of sorting out what to do with the goods that they were asked to unload and deliver here and what they need refilled and whatnot. And he leaves you to your own devices. Yeah, which I think is going to be getting a, a pamphlet from that <laughs> tourist stand. <laughs> You walk up to the tourist stand, and there's a kid in there, maybe like 15 or 16, like scraggly, curly hair, 
not even really paying attention, you see he's got what looks like a book in his hands that he's very intently like flipping through. Barely even sees you come up and as soon as he does, like his his green eyes kind of flick up to you and just goes, Welcome to uh to Rockford. Take a pamphlet. Thank you. And he will. Let me know if you have any questions. And you see him immediately bury his nose in his book as if to say, please don't ask me any questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm ignoring that completely. Oh, I do actually have one. Where is the um, the storm, the stormy sea inn and tavern? Oh, uh, and he'll like pop his face out of the book again. <laughs> Set it in his lap, like very intently to keep the spot and just goes kind of leans slightly out the window of his little cubicle thing. If you uh, keep going up the um, up the docks, following the the edge, keep going until you see that you see that giant sail all the way down the way. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's their sign. It's it's very hard to miss. They basically took the sail of their old ship and put it outside their tavern. Fun fact about oh. this. Well, it's a good signpost. Definitely, it definitely attracts all the right people. Any other questions? Well, what are the right people? The people who want to drink and stay the night, which is most people sailing in here. It's kind of hard to miss a giant sail, huh? Right, right. Well, that just implies to us there are wrong people to attract at a this inn. I mean, I'm sure innkeepers don't want rowdy people. And and the sail keeps those people away? I don't know. You'd have to ask the barkeep. Perhaps. Anyway, thank you. Of course. And I'll follow the directions <laughs> you see him as you walk away to start following the directions bury his nose in the book once again as we transition to another ship farther along the dock rubo <gasps> you getting violently <laughs> ill yep <laughs> yep <laughs> as you sit below deck being sick for like the thousandth time on this miserable six day journey at sea. There's nothing left. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm throwing up just my insides at this point. Like, whole organs are just coming out. Oof. <laughs> oh, you're going to need a new kidney, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a new liver, too, but that's unrelated. Yeah. You start to perk up as you hear, um,. You hear the familiar, you've been on ships enough to know the sound of when everyone's starting to steer the ship into the harbor. Perfect. Even if you don't go upstairs. I think, I think I'm still lying in my hammock, just waiting till we actually stop moving for the first time in days. And I think I just, yeah, I'm trying, I'm just laying there just perfectly still. Like the, my hammock's probably just swaying, but I'm trying to lay as still as possible. So I don't continue getting sick. And some of the crew, as they're coming up and down to sort of grab their own stuff, just keep snickering at you as they see, like, how pale and green your face is. I, I thought this wasn't funny. I thought we already told you. You're the only funny one we've had on board for quite a while. <gasps> I'm gonna miss you, dude. I won't miss you at all. Awesome. And the dude just keeps walking and goes back up to help park the boat. Hesitating for a moment and then, like, sticks his head back down and goes, If you want to get off the ship faster, you may want to, um, you know, come up above deck. Uh-huh. I'll just continue laying there. <laughs> On my way! 
Awesome. I think he lies there for another few minutes and then finally rolls out of the hammock, landing face first onto the you know the floor of the deck that he's on, and just kind of carefully like crawls towards the stairs. Very weak <laughs> from the just unending bad time he's had. All right, go ahead and make me a dexterity save as you're climbing up the stairs. Dex save is. I have disadvantage. Uh, that's a 14 plus 4, so 18. Nice. All right, so you start crawling your way up the stairs with what little strength you have left, ready to just be off this fucking boat. As you're sort of halfway up, you feel this one final, like, huge lurch as the boat parks itself in its designated spot in the harbor, and you are nearly thrown from the stairs. You manage to, like, (laughs) scramble for purchase. The momentum of it actually throws you from crawling up the stairs to standing on your feet on the stairs, just kind of looking around, like, oh, I'm standing now. I think I'll just kind of like gain my balance and and I just take off into a full sprint to get off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You sprint up the stairs to see the rest of the crew already putting down a plank to get off the ship. And as you sprint towards it, none of them really paying you much attention. I try to do that like cool leg first like dive, kind of the like uh, Dukes of Hazard slide over the car hood, but down the plank. <laughs> Amazing. I'm just just gone. I'm out of there. And you slide coolly down this plank to come face to face with the captain. Oh, you again. Right. You again. The one who's been stinking up my ship for the past week. Believe me, love, nothing's been coming up. It doesn't matter. If you're coming with us to Escargot Island, we leave at sunup tomorrow. Don't. Be. Late. Can we do, like, sunup 30? Sunup. I don't like- Tomorrow. Okay. Ale? Wine? Liquor? Where's it at? I just start stumbling past the Best place is the Stormy Sea Inn and Tavern. Go up to the left, look for a sail. Easy. And I just start making my way. <laughs> and as you wander away, go ahead and make me a perception check really quick. Okay. That is a 17 plus... Plus one. 18. Nice. And as you're kind of stumbling away, just in need of a good drink and to get get rid of the horrible wobbly sea legs, you glance back at the ship one last time, enough to notice a crowd of the crew near the railing, and you see one of them holding what looks to be like little sticks of varying lengths, and you realize that they're drawing straws for something that they really don't want to do. Interesting. I think I just do a bow towards all of them drawing straws and then stumble back back away from them towards this supposed inn. One of them does flip you off, making you think that they're drawing straws as to who gets to clean up around your hammock properly yeah. before they set off again. I think I, uh, I see the, the middle finger come up and I go, ah, fuck it. And I just keep going. I'm done with this <laughs> ship. 
All right. You stumble towards the tavern, making your way up the way, seeing the big sail. Is it, is it, how big of a sail is it? It's it's literally the size of the sail of the ship that you were on, like the big merchant ship. Okay, so like it is like it is huge. It is a huge sail. Okay. You're not sure why they decided that that needed to be their sign, but you see it kind of blowing in the wind as all four of you from different directions approach the door to this tavern, arriving all at about the same time. Ooh. Chatwin, obviously you would be there first. As usual. <laughs> no, right, right. Um, and as I've been... Um... Approaching the uh, the tavern, the inn, there hasn't been like a missive board or anything like posting up work or as I enter the tavern, like I don't see anything like that, right? You haven't seen any of it coming up to the tavern, no. And okay. before we, I just realized that nobody really gave a, dis- a physical description of their characters. So as you guys are... Right, yes, I was going to do so when we... As you guys are kind of all approaching <laughs> at the same time, I'm going to have you guys give some physical descriptions. So, Miss Gia, since you have been uh, rolling first anyways, I'm not going to have you roll and just have <laughs> you do it first this time. We know what my role would be. It'd be some. It'd be some number <laughs> that's Bigger larger number, than everyone else's. We don't have to roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chatwin is, you know, an average height. Looks maybe half elven. She has um, like wild, like curly black hair. The best I can think of is like, um, like Bellatrix Lestrange sort of hair, like kind of wild. Um, and there's like a thick white streak running through it. And that white streak goes as well through her right eyebrow. And a section of her eyelashes on her right eye are also stained white. She's like a mid-toned skin color, but it has like a grayish hue to it. Like her skin isn't quite gray. There's a little bit of color, but it's very desaturated. Um, Like dark, dark eyes with like a foggy film over them. So the pupils are not black. They're sort of like a grayish white. Very sharp, like angular, intense facial features. Has like multiple layers of clothing on, like a little um, just like short sleeve brown tunic with like a leather harness and like a multi-layered skirt made of dark grays and blues and browns that gets down to about like the mid shin and there's like tattered black lace on the hem um one side of the skirt is like kind of bunched up and tucked into the waistband so one leg kind of sticks out with really tall black socks and boots very prominently black elbow length gloves that she has on um, with a really big black overcoat that kind of just hangs over her like a sack. (laughs) Overall, just very desaturated and dark. No jewelry or anything flashy. Just seems... Everything about her is very much blending into the crowd as much as possible. All right. And we'll go sort of in a circle of who's on my screen here. So, Andrew, why don't you describe Thalthu? All right. Thalthu is... Well, first, he's a lizard folk, so he's got green, dark green scales kind of on what would be the back of, you know, a lizard as if it was horizontal, uh, and the kind of yellowish-orange belly coloring. Got a nice little, like, I don't know what the, they call it on the lizards, but like a mohawk of not scale, but that other type of material. Um, kind of, not material, but part of the of lizards. 
And my standard kind of yellow eyes. Important things to note is he's wearing a necklace of a blue crystal. And probably even more important than that, his arms and legs aren't standard lizard folk arms and legs, but yet they are they encased. They are, it's hard to tell exactly, but they resemble the space in a sense. The starry night sky is is essentially his arms and legs that operate normally, but look you know, far from normal. Uh, and he's just wearing a simple leather armor. It's very just Spartan, covering most of his torso, and might as well just be leather pants at that point. And, and no shoes, because he's got little clawed feet. I think that's everything. Alright. Nathan, go ahead and describe Rubo. Rubo is average-looking uh, human. He's uh, He looks very kind of plain, except for the fact that he's very pale um, and has these beautiful, like, amber, golden amber-colored eyes. Uh, pupilless, just solid one color. He has kind of, like, long, a little past the shoulder length, black hair parted in the middle. And, yeah, I think he looks... He's he's fairly thin. He looks a little extra thin right now because he's not eaten and thrown everything up that he's probably ever eaten. But other than that, he's pretty average-looking. He kind of has this very... Uh, I don't know, like Aladdin-y kind of theme, baggy pants, or, you know, robe thrown over the top, this beautiful brooch pin, pinning his kind of capy robe across his chest. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what he looks like. Alrighty. And last but not least, Jeremy, go ahead and describe Damien for us. Uh, yeah, uh, so Damien is, is a human. He's about five foot eleven. He has black hair and a black beard that looks rather scruffy. He's currently wearing just, like, this rather thick-looking, like, white shirt and some, like, comfortable pants and wearing some boots. He also has a pair of gloves on that are used to, uh, you know, protect his hands when he does forging and stuff. He's fairly muscular, kind of broad-shouldered, and on his back is, like, a big hiking backpack with what appears to be some shoddily made metal armor, like, strapped to it and a shield alrighty all of you would kind of make note of each other as you approach this similar door Chatwin you would arrive first the others kind of trailing just behind and as you open the door to the tavern you reveal complete and utter chaos Someone seems to have start started some sort of fight oh. that has now pulled the entire group of patrons that inhabited the Stormy Sail Inn and Tavern into some massive bar brawl. Limbs are swinging everywhere. Chairs and tables are overturned. Glasses are shattering in the background. Some of these items that you see overturned are being grabbed by hastily by random hands and turned into weapons as they sort of swing wildly at each other. This strange sort of bloodlust in their eyes. A man in his mid to late 70s seems to be the only one who hasn't succumbed to this. He's got like graying hair sort of receding from his hairline, leaving like a bald spot very close to his forehead. As you open the door and the others sort of line up behind you to enter the same place, looks up from where he's sort of holding two dwarves apart as they're swinging wildly trying to get past him. 
and his eyes just go wide as he sees you and he just goes you there uh help please um i'll pay you i i don't care just help me stop this are you okay if any people here um pass away horribly because if i intervene that's i i can't guarantee anyone's safety i and you see him hesitate for a minute and then get shoved over by one of these dwarves who is just so desperate to get at the other one he stands up like brushes himself off and just goes like puts his head in his hands and goes i don't care get rid of them please It's kind of hard for me to do non-lethal, so <laughs> I'm going to pick up a chair, hold it in front of me like um, a shield, and kind of try to make my way to the bar and push people away from me, and I'm, I'm walking in. <laughs> so how old does uh, Gia look, or does Chatwin look? She looks probably like adult's age, like um, late 20s, maybe, maybe early 30s. Okay, then um, Damon's just going to kind of, like, walk up beside you, pull his shield off his back, and, like, push people out of the way. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll continue using my chair and just walk side by side with you. All right. And as you start pushing through, go ahead and make me um, strength checks, both of you, as you're pushing through this crowd. There's maybe, like, 40 people in this tavern, just to kind of give you... (laughs) Ooh. I think Damien's going to do fine. Ooh, me That's, too. You said strength check? Yes. It's 21. 19. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. You guys are shoving through people. Like <laughs> You've done surprisingly well, uh, Chatwin, with using this bar stool that you've picked up as like a makeshift shield, just shoving people out of the way. And with Damien by your side, you guys are making like really good headway, kind of shoving fighters out of the way here and there. Rubo, Thalthu, what are you doing? I think as I enter, I uh, immediately realize it's a fight that I do not want to be involved in. And I go, I didn't know this was an orgy. And I try to make my way to the bar. Following the two people pushing a hole. Yeah, follow the path yeah. that we're making. I'm trying to like just like I don't know, bob and weave through people and like if there's like I don't know, someone left a drink on that table, I pick it up and start drinking it. Alright. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check for both those things, I guess. <laughs> just straight dexterity or like acrobatics? You can go acrobatics. That is a 16 total. Alrighty, yeah. Especially with Chatwin and Damien kind of clearing a path, you're able to bob and weave pretty easily through this crowd of people. You've seen bar brawls before. Nothing quite like this. Like, this is insane. But you've seen fights break out between groups in your local tavern all the time. Uh, yeah. And you see an unattended ale very quickly snatch it up off the off the table just before someone knocks over said table as I like slam it and then like drop it down like it got knocked over. <laughs> Amazing. Belthu. Yeah, so did was that the barkeep guy loud enough that we all heard him say, hey, get rid of these people and please try not to kill them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I, I have the perfect... Is it possible that I can cast sleep in a way that doesn't affect the, the three people who are not fighting who just walked... Well, 
I guess they're semi-fighting by pushing people with the two. Uh, is there it possible to cast sleep at a large group of people that won't affect the three newcomers? And maybe the barkeep as well, actually. That, that might be important. Sleep affects the lowest hit point creatures in, in a radius. Yeah, it's it's a 20-foot... Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to radius it. The 20-foot radius that won't hit the friendly people. Or neutral, I guess, is a better term. I don't know how big the bar is and such things like that. Yeah. I mean, the bar room is pretty big. You would be able to, if you moved over to the right side, the barkeep immediately, once Chatwin and Damien started shoving their ways through through the crowd, kind of ducked in line to follow them, realizing that this was his only chance to sort of escape the craziness. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also maneuvered himself out of the way. But you would be able to, if you moved over to sort of the right side of the bar, avoid where they were sort of carving a path in and you would be able to get a decent amount of people okay is is there a clear path to the right side or am i going to have to attempt to push my way through uh, you're gonna have to attempt to push your way through go ahead and make me a strength check okay okay or you can use athletics if you would like <laughs> <laughs> so so how many could i get if i just stay by the door <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not confident. Don't worry about putting us to sleep. It's fine. I got a plan as well, so hopefully it works. Yeah, I'll be fine. You could probably get a solid eight to ten. That's fine. You know what? That that's good enough, and it doesn't put me in direct making a fool out of myself. I will do it. Uh, so yes, I will cast sleep at second level. Okay. Uh, I have to roll. Oh my god, that's seven d eights. This is gonna take a second. I only have four. Okay, first set. Oh boy. Um, that is a six. Plus two is eight. Plus four is 12. Plus one is 13. That's three more I have to roll. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Yes, because it's five d8s plus two, seven. Four plus three is seven. Okay, that is an eight plus two plus four. So that's 12, 14, 27 hit points worth of people starting with the creature that has the lowest current hp okay uh yeah you watch as all eight of the people that you were kind of aiming at drop one of them was a bit of a bigger and burlier man and he starts snoring as he sort of curls up on the ground the others various wounds like all over their bodies kind of just flop onto the floor and just like start their breathing slows and they are now passed out in the middle of this area of the floor as the rest of the bar fight rages around them. Everybody roll initiative for me, please. Yeah, once we get to like the middle of the bar, I'm going to do some stuff. As Delta was casting the spell, um, he would have just said, and I thought the sale was to keep out the wrong kinds. <laughs> it's a dirty 20. 14. It's a filthy, dirty 20. Nice. Disgusting. Nasty 20. Filthy 20. Okay. Were we in the radius of that sleep spell? No, you were not. Okay, I was about to say. You would have managed to push your way through enough that you were not in the... Even if I was, it wouldn't have affected me, so... Yeah. You're reborn. You don't need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, magic can't put me to sleep. <laughs> what is sleep? Chatwin don't like it. Yeah, magic can't put us to sleep. Uh, we're, we're, we're fully good. <laughs> <laughs> all right did anybody roll above a 20 i got a 20 awesome 20 to 15 uh, i got a 15 awesome 
Someone get 10 and then someone get 5? <laughs> 15 to 10? I got a 10. <laughs> I got a 14. <laughs> Amazing. So Damien and then and then Chatwin. Number one in everything but initiative. <laughs> yep. All the yeah, good rolls yeah. were used up. You're now at the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I'm rolling like shit. I know. I got shitty decks, so. Well, my dice decided to be mean, and I rolled a nat 20 for this thing's initiative. So it is the bar brawlers who are going first. Bring it on, motherfucker. The payback starts early, I see. (laughs) I guess so. Mm. Uh, Blame the dice, not me. (laughs) I'm kidding. I blame you. I, I at least have part. I am part to blame the dice gods. I blame Vinny. It's Vinny's fault. Yes, it is all Vinny's fault. For context, guys, Vinny is my dog. (laughs) I blame everything on Vinny. He is laying by me, eagerly like, kill them all, mom. (laughs) Vinny BBG confirmed. Oh, yes. (laughs) But, uh... Chatwin, Damien, what are your ACs? 11. At the moment, without my armor, I'm 12. Oh, boy. It's fine. I'm a beefy boy. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not a beefy boy. As you guys are kind of pushing through, you see some of the fights start to get sort of closer and closer. And Damien, a stray bar stool swings your way as a taller man is swinging down at this short little dwarf that was at the bar does a 19 well a 19 hits because you said your armor class is 12 without the yep thing for for reference for all of you who are wondering i am actually using a cobalt press book that a dear friend of mine andrew (laughs) (laughs) decided to send me (laughs) I was saying, like, as you were describing and started like rolling stats with things, I'm like, wait, I think I remember seeing a, a thing for like a mob of, of like a bar fight enemy. I remember that stat block now. Not not the specifics, but I remember it existing. Yes, <laughs> I figured I would use it, but I didn't. Um... These things do a lot of damage. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh... All right, and the. The bar stool comes down on your head, just thump, for 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. And from the opposite side, Miss Chatwin, as you sort of shove through this mob of humans sort of trying to wrestle each other to the ground, you sort of throw all three of them off balance, and one stands up, looks to the side, and sees like a broken beer bottle on the ground grabs a part of it and sort of runs at you with it does a well a 17 hits correct did you say your armor class is a lift yes 17 hits i was trying to think if mm-hmm. 17 is what you want uh yeah okay I'll yes take the hit. all righty and he sort of brings it down on your arm just past where you're holding the chair as a shield to do nine points of slashing damage. Uh, (laughs) As he hits with that glass bottle, (laughs) what he sees is when the glass impales into my arm, 
the flesh around it ripples for a bit, does not bleed, and then absorbs the piece of glass in, into my flesh. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at it, both like a mixture of horrified and confused as he sort of stands there in front of you. Now, who the fuck are you? Sans weapon. And he just goes, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? You just attacked me with the fucking... <laughs> That's what... <laughs> yeah, you shocked me. That's what I'm going to do in response. Yeah. <laughs> I just argue with this man. <laughs> and you hear Santa Vec kind of in your head and it's just like, this idiot has no brain. Just end him already. <laughs> As we cut to Rubo, it is your initiative first. Who's who's closest to me? Like, do I see like some bad dudes, like some guys that want to fight close to me? Yeah, there's there's a couple guys trying to jump on top of and tackle down this like big Goliath that ended up in the middle of all of this, pretty close to you. There's a few. There's a halfling and a gnome wrestling on the floor, like to your left. Okay. It, it's crazy in here. There's people fighting everywhere. I just I just shout out to the I just shout out to the big Goliath. Hey, these two little ones just called you a cuckold. And I try to, like, dip away from the fight. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and let's see. I'm going to say make me a persuasion check to kind of cut, try and goad the Goliath into fight him. Yeah. That is a 19 plus 8. 27. Nice. Jesus. Yeah, the Goliath immediately looks to you, literally, like, shrugging his shoulders, and the two guys that were on top of him just immediately fall off of his shoulders. Uh, and he looks at you and he goes, Who said that? Uh, the, the, little, the littlest one's right here. There's like, uh, you said there's like a gnome and a halfling? Yeah. And he kind of looks down at them, growls, and then just runs up and is like, and Cool, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage, and then I will I will move as far away from this fight as possible, even if I'm, like, up against the wall. <laughs> All right. You start moving away from the fight, and you realize that as you start to move back, you realize that it's getting a lot easier to sort of move in the space. And then you look down and you realize that you've wandered out of the fighting completely to where you see eight people all curled up on the ground asleep. Perfect. I uh, I lay down on the ground and pretend to be asleep. Can I, <laughs> wait, is there is there is there an ale on the table I could like lay down with? <laughs> I'm going to make you choose one for your turn. You can either swipe okay. the ale or lie down on the no, ground. No, no, no. I'll just I'll just I'll just plop down on all these people like it's a bed. You go prone and, uh, on a bunch of pretend to be asleep. Unconscious. <laughs> All right, make me a deception check, please. Okay. Deception plus six, 19. All right. You're you're pretty sure as you lie back that you can convince everybody that you're asleep. Yeah, nobody gets in a fight with the sleep, the people that are just magically knocked <laughs> out. There you go. All right. Thelthu, we shall move to you. Okay, okay. So two options here first one is i'll do sleep at second level again but is there is there another 20 foot grouping of people 
that won't hit any of the, you know, other two uh, neutral people? I mean, again, if you stick to, like, the one side of the bar, there is definitely... If you move further in past the people that you already put to sleep, okay. there's probably another grouping of, like, six people that you could get without hitting Chatwin or Damien. Okay, okay. So are those six people in, like, a ten-foot radius of each other? Because I have another spell I could also, in theory, use. Uh, yes, they are. Okay. Now, I have to decide if making them prone with Earth Tremor will be enough to incapacitate them to not fight each other, but I'm leaning towards it might not. So I'm going to, once again, second level, sleep them. Okay. And I'll move into the bar, as you said, if I, you know, over the sleeping people and the one convincingly sleeping person. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, so... you would have to make a perception check to be able to tell that he's not asleep, but... Yeah, I... I don't think you... I don't, and it's not that important. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a 7 plus 1 is 8. Put uh, me to sleep if you want. Oh, wait. Uh, 8. Shoot. Sorry, I'm terrible at math. Uh, 6 plus 1 is 7, so 14. That's 19. And then for the other 3 that I roll, 19 plus 6 plus 7 uh, plus another 7. Okay, so that's... Oh, God. I should have a calculator for this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared to roll this many dice in the first session. Okay, 19 plus 7 plus 7 plus 6 is a 39 this time. Jesus, 39, wow. 39 for those six people. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, they're, they're asleep. They're, boom, out. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. Just, just, <laughs> just gonna shout, can't we all just calm down? This is supposed to be a place for the, the right people, not whatever... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Alrighty. And we move to Damien. Damien's going to kind of look at Chatwin and be like, excuse me, little lady, and turn around and be like, all of you little nanny, shut the fuck up! <laughs> and I'm going to try and intimidate them. <laughs> Alright, roll me an intimidation check, please. Come on, dice. I'm good at intimidating. Uh, that is a 17. 17, okay. Okay. You manage to get their attention for like a split second, and you see literally everyone in the bar freeze and look over at you. Alright, you're all gonna fucking stop, and I'll buy everyone drinks. Sit the fuck down! And <laughs> the Goliath kind of looks at you looking up from beating the shit out of this gnome and halfling. Uh, and he's kind of like, what if I don't wanna? If you don't want to, come take a swing at someone your own size, you big pansy. And you see a smirk appear on his face, and then just a round of cheers around the bar as all the fighting resumes as this Goliath barrels towards oh you. <laughs> cool. Anything else you would like to do? No. I figured that, you know, offering drinks would get people to stop. I guess it didn't. I'm sorry, they rolled an 18 on their wisdom save. <laughs> they were just above. Damn. <laughs> Bastards. Alrighty. If there is nothing else, Miss Chatwin, it is now your turn. Where's the highest um, concentration of people? That doesn't include any of my um, fellow uh, bystanders in it. 
that a 15-foot cone can fit. As it would so happen, about 10 feet to your left, there's a group of like six dudes uh, going at it. They're definitely the most isolated from everyone else who's like in the middle of the bar at this point, but it is also the largest concentration you could get in a cone without hitting Damien or Thalthu. Interesting. I'm going to, in the middle of arguing with this man, who the fuck are you? I don't even, I just walk into a bar. You just would stab someone who walks into a bar. Like, no questions asked. You don't even know this person. And you just give me one moment. I'm going to take the chair that I was using as a shield, set it on the ground, stand on it, turn towards that concentration of people and just like <laughs> burning oh. hands them. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, I need them all to make a deck saving throw. Alrighty. I don't have non-lethal spells. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't have a way to incapacitate people. It's just this. That is fair. That is it's fair. just doom. Um, that is a 17 for the save. Okay, so they succeed, but they're still going to take half damage. I'm not fucking around. Okay. Ooh, shit. <laughs> Good thing they succeeded. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, so that's going to be 17 halved to... Uh... Okay, so it's going to be 8 points of damage as just a fucking tidal wave of, like, rainbow chromatic fire. <laughs> All of them just in a grouping. Um... <laughs> And I'm gonna, I cast that and then look back at the bartender or whoever it was and be like, I'm assuming you have, you're gonna, you're going to have to be okay with this. And I'm going to hop down from the chair and continue arguing with this guy. Sorry, anyways, what I was saying, someone just walks into a building and you just stab them out of nowhere because that's what everybody else is doing. What the fuck is going on in your head? <laughs> and yeah, this guy had been trying to argue back with you like, will, will you shove me with a chair and like stuff like that and trying to talk over you as you were talking about like, what the fuck are you doing? But you watch as his jaw just drops as this burst of fire just extends from your hand in these, like, strange colors that he's never seen outside of, like, lights before. One of my eyes goes, it moves to the left on its own for a second, completely independent of the other, and then flickers back to him. <laughs> and he just, like, <laughs> stares at you, looks over at the guys that you set on fire who are like screaming and trying to pat out their clothes like no longer concerned with fighting each other just trying to put the fire out as much as possible someone makes the mistake of trying to pour an ale on somebody else it does not work <laughs> there's a, he's just looking at me this the eye go, and then behind me there's all the people burning and then all of a sudden there's a <laughs> yeah and you see this guy stare at you drop what little was left of this beer bottle that he was holding and you see this dark spot start to appear on his pants as he like <laughs> takes like looks at you for another second and then runs into the crowd of fighting people just trying to push push his way through to the front door of the bar i'm neutral good <laughs> <laughs> thought i'd share that with you guys <laughs> neutral on murder <laughs> hands rated e for everyone get fucked that's the end of my turn <laughs> amazing 
Awesome. And we come back to the people fighting as they try and make a couple. I do apologize. That was my alarm that I had set. <laughs> Amazing. That wasn't terrifying at all. <laughs> That's the sound that plays through the uh, tavern right now. <laughs> yes. As this tiny little gnome with blood on his face from being punched multiple times stands up with a couple of darts that you would throw at a dartboard in his hand. <laughs> he's going to throw one at you, Chatwin, and one at you, Thalthu. Understandable. Chatwin, that is an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> yes, and so... A dart stabs into, like, your shoulder as you stand on this chair for two points of piercing damage. And fell through the other dart, flies in your direction. Does a 17 hit? Sure does. I have an AC of 11. <laughs> oh, boy. Everyone's got such low yeah. AC in this game! Oh, no! <laughs> Who needs <Okay>. armor? Uh, <laughs> Who needs armor? <laughs> um... Well, I see he's not bad. With with armor, I'm rocking a 20. So. I'm not proficient in armor. <laughs> Ouch. I have a 16. I just don't fight, so. But yeah, this other dart comes flying and hits you, Thalthu, like straight in the <laughs> chest as you're oh. just about finished putting these other people to sleep for seven points of piercing damage. Okay. Ouch. Uh, that was a rough one, but that is their turn. So, Rubo, it's back to you. Are you just going to keep sleeping? Okay. Is there is there a clean shot to the bar? I think with the amount of people Thelthu's put to sleep, you could probably make your way through. I wouldn't need you to make like an acrobatics check to avoid all the bodies on the floor, though. Okay. That is 18 plus 2. Oh, disadvantage. Okay. 15 plus 2 is 17. Nice. Uh, yeah, you're able to very easily sort of like bounce through. Cool. And then so I get to the bar, and then I want to, like, scan this group of people fighting. Does it look like anybody's going to try to make their way over towards me? Like, I don't know if I, like, insight or something. I want to see, like, does it look like I, they're going to leave me alone over here, or are they going to try to draw me into this? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me an insight check. Insight is plus five. So that is 12 plus five is 17. Alrighty. With that 17, you go ahead and you start glancing around and you see a couple people look up at you as they're in the middle of fights, but nothing nothing screams in their looks like, I want to fight you right fucking now, let's go. It's more like, oh, there's a person moving, and then they get like slammed in the face with a fist or something. Most people are occupied at this point. Okay, uh, I will just prepare an action to uh, use an ability. If someone tries to come near me, that's all I'm doing. All right. It's in secret. <laughs> and with that, Mr. Thelthu. Okay, so... You've been stabbed by a dart. It's quite painful, but there's currently a fire... Okay, so did the fire spread to the floor? Are things on fire right now, or is it just the people? It's more the people right now. It hasn't quite gotten to spreading to the wall or the floor or anything that they're yeah. around. I mean, if there's any flammable objects in that 15-foot cone that aren't worn or carried, uh, it ignites those as well. So oh, does it? Maybe okay. a few. Yeah. There are a few bar stools and stuff on fire then, yeah. 
Okay, okay. Uh, that's what I was worried about, because I'm assuming this building's made of wood? <laughs> yes. Okay. Most um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That that big sail that's the sign, that's surely not flammable, right? <laughs> that big ship sail? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so follow-up question. I don't know. I guess this is a mechanics question or a DM ruling. Would Could Gust possibly put out some flames? Um, hmm. The options on Gust are, I can seize air, compel it to create one of the following effects. I can push a medium, or, or can make a medium or smaller creature succeed a strength saving throw or be pushed five feet away. I can create a small blast of air capable of moving one object that is neither held nor carried and that weighs no more than five pounds. It can be pushed ten feet. Or I can create a harmless sensory effect using air. Yeah, I would say you could use Gust to... You wouldn't be able to get all of the guys who are on fire put out. But I would say that... Well, you would have to choose. Because one Gust, I would say, would either put out the fire that's on the men that Chatwin set on fire. Or it would put out the fire on all the all the bar stools. Okay, so I'm more worried about the bar stools because... I'm a, you said that the people were attempting to pat themselves out, so I'm I have hope for them. Not so much for the bar stools that could spread to the building. So I will go with the cast gust on the bar stools to attempt to save the building and not kill us all by smoke inhalation. All right. Well, I guess not all of us. Hmm. Not needing to breathe and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just don't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's that's the plan. <laughs> fuck fuck everyone else we're fine <laughs> all right and you go ahead and let this gust of wind escape from your hand and you watch as all the bar stools are cleared of any flame that could possibly spread to other areas anything else and is anyone like approaching me or there's just that i mean obviously i got hit by a dart but is anyone coming to like smack me or like looks like they're coming to smack me because if so i'll like just move away but if not i mean uh not at this particular moment no then yeah he'll hang out kind of amidst the first group of sleeping people and just kind of you know the wrong the wrong crowd got invited after all and it's terrible terrible shame question can i just like reach back and put my hand in one of my gauntlets yeah Okay, I'm going to reach back, put my hand in my gauntlet, step up and try to knock the teeth out of this fucking Goliath. Alrighty, roll me to hit. <laughs> Jeremy! Is that what I think it is? I don't want to kill him. Can I, can I make it, can I make it like non-lethal? You can. Okay. What a fucking Iron Man <laughs> moment, just the gauntlet. <laughs> fucking Wait, rip this guy's right? jaw off. <laughs> with I your nat 20 that you absolutely just got <laughs> no I don't want to kill I didn't oh, want to kill him I'm using a thunder gauntlet like, <laughs> oh god look it, it'll be fine okay. I have spared the dying that was my plan <laughs> if, anyone, if any of these people die I'll save them or that's a d8 plus tw- uh, 2 so it's 6 plus 2 is 8 and how do you do crits uh, double the dice or the roll that so roll the normal amount of dice and then double whatever you got. Okay, so six, double that to twelve plus two, so fourteen. Fourteen damage to the face. Ouch. And it's a thunder gauntlet, so it makes a big boom sound <laughs> when it hits somebody. Yeah, you all hear this thunderous boom erupt from the middle of this crowd of people. It was supposed to scare people more than it was supposed to. Try to kill somebody. Yeah. 
A few people do look up in shock as this giant Goliath then the like head cracks back and it just teeters backwards and falls. <laughs> and he's just like, are we done? Do you want to drink or not? <laughs> Jesus. Roll me a intimidation check, please. Hey. Uh, that's a nine plus three is a twelve. Yeah, so they all uh, look at you. Look at the Goliath on the floor. There's about like five of them left now. <laughs> Scare the piss out of five people. Aside from, of course, the people that Chatwin set on fire. And they just go, uh, can we still get those drinks, please? Yeah, bartender, drinks for everyone, please. Me specifically. <laughs> Sits down at the bar just like... Fuck, takes the gauntlet off, puts it back where it belongs. And you guys watch as the bartender, shaking with a a combination of shock and rage, both shock at how powerful the people who walked into his bar to save, <laughs> save his ass were, and also... I'm very powerful. <laughs> clearly. Oh, clearly. <laughs> as well as rage at the state of his bar, just sort of silently shuffles behind the bar and just goes, what can I get you? And that's where I'm going to leave it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I want to keep playing. I, I know. I do too. But we can't. <laughs> it's, it's time. Soon. <laughs> I want to scare the shit out of more strangers. <laughs> Soon enough. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to find more of us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Chronicles of Kriath Pod. And uh, don't forget to join us next week to see what becomes of this crazy bar fight that just went down. Thank you all again for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye. <laughs> <laughs>